Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Crushing Real Estate with Brian Pham, where we interview real estate professionals around the industry. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and leave a very positive review. We release an episode every single Sunday, so stay tuned. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Crushing It in Real Estate. This week we have Decent Kai and Alex Tai. These guys are absolutely killing it in the Peninsula area here in the Bay Area. They're one of the top realtors at the current firm, and we're very happy to learn and listen to your story today. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thank, thank you, you so thank much, you. Brian. Definitely. Thank you, thank you. Hey, hey. honored to be on the podcast. Definitely, man. Hey, Alex, start with you first. Alex, how'd you get into real estate? How did I get into real estate? You know, I think I was, you know, uh, in, you know, I was uh, with my family business. We have a really successful um, import manufacturing business here in the, the Bay Area. We do international business. Uh, I was managing and heading up our, you know, uh, um, nationwide sales, building a new uh, sales channel for our business. You know, and it, it was it was a great avenue. Learned a lot. Um, I was, you know, kind of at a crossroads in my career. So I was starting a new family as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking to make a change. And I happened to to reconnect with uh, my old high school buddy, Deason, mm-hmm. at, a, at, a friend, at a mutual friend's wedding. And that's how it all started. Yeah. Wow. What about you, Deason? We, we heard so much about you in the Bay Area. You're a legend, dude. How'd you get started to real estate? Oh. oh, my God. I'm so honored. So, you know, that's uh, I got into real estate really out of no choice. That's how I got started. <laughs> I, I was, so, so just a little background, you know, I grew up in the Bay Area. I, I was born in China mm-hmm. and came to the U.S. when I was about 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I lived all up and down the peninsula area here. And after high school, um, you know, I was, I decided to go back to Asia for college. Mm. So I went back to China, Beijing, and mm. uh, I got my bachelor there. I was there for four years. I got my bachelor degree in fine arts. Nothing to do with business or real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, after after I graduated, I decided, you know what? Maybe I don't want to come back to the U.S. just yet. I'm having too much fun in Asia by myself. And uh, I decided to stay another additional four years. So total, I was in Beijing for eight years by myself. Years, wow. And the, the second part of the four years, I worked in Beijing. And, you know, the thing is, after I graduated from uh, college in fine arts my major was in photography by the way nice. um after i graduated <laughs> i graduated you know i, I lost i lost my passion in, in art mm-hmm. you know I, I couldn't find the passion to get into this industry and you know i didn't know what to do at the time after graduating i'm pretty sure that a lot of people feel the same way mm-hmm. uh, in today's society so you know i end up just through my family connection somehow uh went to interview for a real estate development company in oh, beijing wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after I go, you know, the CEO is a very big CEO. This is a very big company in China, in Beijing especially. And he just looked at me and says, you know what? We have no position for you here in the, <laughs> here in the company. But mm-hmm. we have a sister company that does secondhand real estate sales. Oh, wow. And he says, you know, you're a young person, get your experience in life. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got started in real estate. Really, <clears throat> I got started real estate in China, in Beijing. I was an agent. I became an agent. In uh-huh. China, in real estate, in Beijing, oh, wow. and that's how I got started, kind of in real estate, generally speaking. Wow, that's that's really amazing. I mean, what would you say is the biggest difference between being a real estate agent in China versus being a real estate agent in the Bay Area? 
Well, that's a really good question, Brian. Um, you know, from my from looking at it right now, I mean, the number one, the industry is different. I mean, in China, it's 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 not like the model that we're shooting for here, which is very independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, in China, it's more of a corporate model, which you know, every day I have to go punch in and punch out. Mm-hmm. And basically, just sitting in the office and waiting for clients to show up at our sales office. Mm-hmm. And when they show up, we can pick them as a client, show them properties. Once they decide to write an offer on any properties that they like, we actually pass that over to our manager in the office, mm-hmm. and we're done. Our job is done as a salesperson. Mm-hmm. Would you say that? And uh, mm-hmm. would you say that the Chinese clientele is more? Nice, or would you say the U.S. clientele is more nice? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, I think it all depends on the person. I mean, yeah. there's not really a right set. But uh-huh. one thing I can tell you, though, working in China, definitely uh, I learned so much about it, about business, about life. The reason why is it's very ultra-competitive yeah. in somewhere like China. And, you know, here's the thing. Like, every day it's a, it's a challenge because... Your colleagues are your best friends, are your worst enemies, because when a client shows up, it's about whoever goes in front of the client, shake their hand first. Mm-hmm. That gets the business. So everybody is very competitive, and one of the things I learned as a young person mm-hmm. is that opportunity will come, but if you don't grab it, if you're not in the position to hold that opportunity, it will flee so fast. And that's the biggest lesson I learned is. You know, whenever there's an opportunity, you have to do everything we can to capture it. I love that mentality, dude. I can see why you're so successful now. Yeah. I honestly think the same way, man. I feel like when opportunities come, like, you have to be, you have obviously have to be in the right mindset to even recognize it's, it's opportunity, you know? You know, and right. the fact that you're yourself through personal growth, to knowing what you want. You see it, and you recognize it, and you go for it, and that's commendable on my side. You know that that's really, really good that you recognize this. No, congr- congratulations on uh, having this Asian hustle group. I mean, it's growing so fast; it's, <laughs> it's almost like amazing, amazingly. I mean, you guys did a great, amazing job. It's growing so fast, and uh, I'm pretty sure that it's not just what people see. You know, it's happening, and people just signing up. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of work going to the background. So, you know, it's mutual. Of course, man. I appreciate respect. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, Alex, can you kind of yeah. walk me through the structure of your current team right now? Like, how many people are on the team? How'd you find them? How'd you meet them? How'd you build these relationships? Wow. So our team, really, I think I we should relate that to decent how he found all of us. Uh, <laughs> we, we are we are growing. Our team is growing. Yeah. Uh, started off with uh, really uh, it was decent. First of all, I joined decent about. Two and a half years ago, uh-huh. um, and he had uh, he had another partner agent uh, at the time, another uh, friend of ours that we grew up with, uh-huh. um, and then there was her, me, and then uh, soon after Eric Chu, our other partner agent, he's mm-hmm. uh, he's killing it. This guy's killing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, joined us as well, uh, so it really was uh, the the four of us really spearheading for the for for most of that first year, uh, and. Uh, Decent. When was it that the next agent started joining? Was it Angie last year? Yeah, just just to uh, no, that's a good question, Brian. And thank you, Alex. You know, I just yeah. wanted mm-hmm. for the uh, listeners right now to have a more uh, better picture of kind of our team, how how they're mm-hmm. structured. Mm-hmm. So you know, currently we have 
10 people on the team, including myself. Uh-huh. And right now, out of those 10 people, we have three uh, operations, which is personnel that works, uh, basically run the business from the background, yeah. uh, handles our paperwork, our transactions. Uh-huh. And the rest seven, including myself, are sales agents. Wow. Um, I, started, I started this with, I started to build this team in 2000, back in 2016. I started with more operations and one sales partner agent. Wow. And Alex joined me, I believe, in 2017. That's the year that Alex came in. And from 2017, basically, we just grew from two agents to now. Wow. <clears throat> that's, that's awesome, man. And did you, so you met all these real estate agents through prior relationships, or how'd you filter through them? <laughs> that's, that's a good question because I think that's kind of sets us apart from some of the other teams out there. Mm-hmm. I want to give you a small example. Uh, Alex, I mean, I knew Alex since high school, locally. <laughs> we actually met from a night class. We were, in different, we were in different high schools, but somehow, you know, fate, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. we ended up meeting in night, night, night school, trying to make up our grades. That's how we met. That was in sophomore year, something like that. Uh-huh. My other partner, Eric Chu, who went to high school with me, and we knew each other since high school. And my, one of our newest members to our team, Corey Chen, is also someone that I met through high school as well. Um, <laughs> and also, you know, one of the other things is that my, one of my escort manager, Tiffany Tyson, uh-huh. used to be my client as a buyer. Wow. So I used to represent her on the purchase of a home. And uh, my director of operations, Andrea Lee, who's, you know, helping us so much with our business, I met her from door knocking. Oh, wow. The neighborhood. Uh-huh. That's how I met some of, so just give you an example. So that's how kind of, how this team came to be to this point. That's, that's awesome, man. Um, that's, that's really good to know that, you know, you, it, you know, it's when, when people start on business, like they think that, hey, like, I, I can't work with my friends or I can't work with people I know, but I think that you guys are taking the secret recipe is to work with people you actually know. And you actually build a relationship mm-hmm. prior to working with them. So you you have that trust already, you know? Because I feel like to the stigma, yeah. per, per se, like perhaps like my parents are like, oh, you never want to do business with your friends. But I, I think that's complete opposite. Like you want to do business with your friends because business is a tricky field. Like you want to be able to work with people, people you can trust and that people that you know can execute, you know? Um, that's, I think yeah, I agree. It's great. I think it uh, puts a 21st century spin on how we approach business as millennials. Like it's, it's, it's a key point. And, you know, yeah. one next question I want to ask more towards, like, obviously, like, we know about your success as, you know, as realtors here in the Bay Area. Like, what would you say has been, like, your what would you say like has been like your routine or any any rituals that you guys perform together like you know daily meetings daily motivation no quotes like how do you keep all the teams so highly motivated all all the time okay uh, i i can't answer this question <clears throat> well number one i think you know back to what you're saying about friends and family and relationships yeah i mean well I mean, it's all about that, right? I mean, in life, there's so many opportunities out there, especially for younger, in our generation, I think we're very fortunate. We're in a place and location that we have all these opportunities get presented to us, right? And, you know, I think there's a lot of distractions as well. But when it comes down to, you know, relationships, I mean, that's the number one thing. Like, 
I tell my I tell my teammates when we first start, you know, before they even join me, you know, one of the, my 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 true I, what I truly believe is that <clears throat> if you were to ask me right now, like, well, am I still going to be in the business in fifteen years or twenty years? If you were to ask me this question, my answer to you is, you know, I can be very I can tell you all this beautiful stuff and what could be and what could what could the business take to, but reality is I don't know, and that's the key, right? So I tell my partners, it's all about relationships. We're so lucky. We're in the Bay Area. We're on the Peninsula area. The price point is high. But the most important thing is we get to meet incredible people, incredible individuals that live in a location that, you know, they have the ability to pay, you know, $4 million, $5 million for properties. (laughs) And we basically have this excuse of selling real estate, get to meet them. Yeah. And, (laughs) you know, the reality is, Hey, in 15 years, in, 10, in 20 years, is our industry still around? I mean, that's the question right now. Uh-huh. And But one of the things I can guarantee is the relationships that we build today with our clients, mm-hmm. truly worthwhile relationships. Yeah. I'm sure in 15 to 20 years, some of those relationships will be there. Awesome, man. And yeah. that's the beauty of this industry, man. I love this because of this. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, like, I like that, that mission a lot. You know, like, you're in the industry and you're putting, you're putting building relations as your first priority. And I think it, Absolutely. Not, just, it not just follows like real estate, it follows anything else you decide to do later in life. You know, it's about building. Yeah, it's a life. It's a great life principle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree with that, man. So that's, that's great, man. How you are, you know, you're building strong relations among your team members and you put everyone in unison and you, right. know, you put, you know, your clients first and building that relationship because you just don't know where life is going to take you, you know? Absolutely. And back, back, back to your question, but you know, it's, that's what, and I want to answer your question about how do I keep my teammate motivated? How do we kind of excel every single year? Uh-huh. I think it's all about that finding out about each individual of what they want to achieve in their lives mm-hmm. before we even get into a relationship mm-hmm. of doing business. It's about finding out, you know, what, that individual wanted to accomplish and what they want to do, like what makes them happy, mm-hmm. what motivates them, what they see themselves doing, why they even want to get into the industry, right? Like these kind of things are so important to identify. And we need to see if we're on the same path. Do we share the same alignment yeah. of what we try to go and what we try to accomplish? And that's, I personally think it's a key because once you get into a relationship where you start the business already, then you start discovering, then problems will come. And <clears throat> Yeah. Unfortunately, we see a lot of that happening, right? In the industry where people just go apart and they don't get to the place where they want to get to. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, just this, you know, the way you're just, you know, putting everything into perspective is, is very much how I view the world. So we have a lot of similarities out there. It's like I always make sure that we build the closest relationship to I can to, like, with like I can to that person or anyone I work with. And it also comes back to, you know, as you're building a relationship, I, I feel like most of the time, like, you become a lot more ethical. Like, you want to make sure that things are done correctly. Because you messed up right. in any way, like, they'll remember that. And you don't know, like, who knows who, who knows what, what they'll be able to accomplish. Right. So you always want to keep your, you know, your reputation really clean that, hey, like, you can perform and you guys are awesome. You know, like, that's the thing that I want to take away from everything you just said. You know, just keep it. Yeah, no, 
Yeah, no, I, thank you so much. And, you know, that comes down to back to like, hey, how do I keep them accountable? Because a lot of times uh-huh. I don't really need to push them that hard because each individual will already know where we want to go uh-huh. and what they want to accomplish. And all as a leader, what I'm doing is to, you know, help them kind of have a more um, clear vision of mm-hmm. what that will look like into, for example, day-to-day activity or yearly goals, monthly goals. Once we have that set up, I mean, I will say I'm very proud of my partners. They are all self-motivators. They, they excel in different ways, every one of them. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, they get it done on what they want to accomplish when they start to come into this industry. I mean, they're sticking to the goals. And that's that's awesome. what that means. They don't need to push too hard. We don't need to work. I don't need to work too hard. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get to here. With that being said, Alex, what are your goals for rest for 2020 and five, five, ten years from now? What do you want to accomplish? What is your why? That's very funny. That's a very good question. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're actually sitting here tomorrow as a uh-huh. team collectively to go over our 2020 goals. Oh wow! So that we can uh, tell the whole team what our goals are and mm-hmm. hold each other accountable. Like mm-hmm. as Lisa mentioned. <laughs> awesome. Man. So I'm looking at this paper here. We're breaking down based on our actions, daily actions, uh, weekly actions, and monthly actions, what we need to do, uh, take to hit certain goals that we're setting for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so yeah, my goal uh, uh, right now, I'll just tell it, you know, uh, I, want, I plan to intend to do 40 units next year. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm sure Decent is going to bump that up. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> well, it's, it's, I think it's a very uh, achievable goal uh, based on the actions that we break down, based on our production for the last few, my production for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, my goal for 2020 is 40 units and uh, totally achievable in our platform. We did this year. How many units did we do already, Decent? <laughs> no, Alex, I'm very proud of you. I mean, I, you know, I love the Brian's question on your goals because that's what we work on, right? I mean, yeah. so just give everybody, give the listeners an idea on like what, what we're doing as a group. You know, I want to say like, okay, Alex, let me just rewind a little bit. And so, you know, the listeners get a better idea. Perfect. I started personally as a single agent in 2013, September. Uh-huh. I did two transactions in the first three months of my career, which I feel very, very, very proud because I started with no connections. I have about 10 people in my cell phone after coming back from China. Mm-hmm. Um, no background, no connections, straight code from open houses. And 2014, still a single agent, I got to 11 units, 11 transactions by myself. Mm-hmm. 2015, I got to 12. In 2016, that's when I decided I need to find leverage. I, I had my first operations hire, which is my first assistant. I also had a first partner agent to join me. And that's 2016, I almost tripled my production from the year previous. Oh, wow. So I went to about 32 units, right? In 2017, that's when Alex joined. So I have two partner agents. We end up hitting a 54-unit goal in 2017. Mm-hmm. In 2018, I increased by another additional, two other, uh, one other additional agent, which will have three agents on the team. We hit 69 wow. transactions. Mm-hmm. And this year, in 2019, I believe we'll finish this year with about 105 units. <laughs> Love it. You guys are always yeah. the year before. That's amazing. 
Amazing guys. Awesome, dude. And we understand that, you know, Decent, you're also like very, very motivated. Like I listened to all your, your, your track records just now, but I want to understand like, what, what is your why? Like, why, why, why are you in real estate? Like why, what makes you tick? Like how, what was your source of motivation that you're, you're super driven, you know, like, like I just want to, we want to understand more about you. Sure. No, I love to share that. You know, that's something that I struggle to kind of figure out as a, as a person, as a young person. And since I started in this business, it's so funny because I joined, I'm so lucky. You know, I want to say one thing. I want to step back really quick and really thank my brokerage, which is Keller Williams. I think that I made a very right decision on joining this brokerage because it just, it's a, such a great platform that it has so little limitations on growth. Um, if I want to grow this way, the brokerage is always supportive of that. <clears throat> One of the things when I first joined this company, they asked me, what is your big why? Mm-hmm. Back in 2013, which I was like, okay, what is that? Uh-huh. What is the big why? So they asked me, you know, there's something that it drives you. You know, you have a big goal and you work backwards and everything you do right now is to make that big goal happen, right? Yeah. So I want I want to be very very honest with you. Like, literally for me, out of you know a little bit over six years in the industry, uh-huh. I think I I just figured it out. What is my big why? Probably in the last month or two. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and before I get to my big why, I think there's some pointers for the listeners out there. If there's people that's already in this industry or just starting to kind of exploring options uh, in this industry. I think what motivates me every step of the way, um, it's all different. Uh-huh. When I first started, I'll give you a small example. Like I started with no connections, like I mentioned. So I start. I have no money. So I, could not, I couldn't do any marketing per se, like mailers or doing internet campaign. So when I started, you know, some, uh, my mentor gave me a tip, which is start door knocking. Mm-hmm. Because number one, it's free. Right? Yeah. You don't have to outpour any money. And as a new agent, all I have is time and energy. So that was the thing that I, I, I told myself, I need to go out there and get myself out there and start door knocking. And one of the most difficult thing was, you know, I, will, I would drive my car to, you know, I would select a block, select the street in the city, in the office, and do all this research and told myself, you know, I'm going to door knock, say, 50 doors, 60 doors today. Mm-hmm. I would drive there. I'll find the perfect parking spot. It would take me about 10 minutes just <laughs> to drive up and down that small block and try to find the perfect parking spot. And where is Once that? Once I found that park, <laughs> let's say Millbrae. Okay. Uh, right by the SF San uh, Francisco Airport. That's okay. where our farm is. Mm-hmm. I would take about 10 minutes to find the best parking spot. Once I found the parking spot, I would start talking to myself like, okay, right now it's 10 to 4. I'm going to wait 10 more minutes to get myself warmed up and prepared. I'm going to step out. After 10 minutes go by, I look at the clock. Okay, 20 more minutes because I don't think people are home right now. You know, just excuses after excuses. So after 30 minutes, I turn the engine, I drive away. That happened to me multiple, multiple times. Uh (laughs) So when the times I actually stepped out, I want to share a little motivation uh, that time for myself. It's a little personal, but I'm okay to share. Uh-huh. Is that, uh, you know, after I came back to the U.S., you know, I, I started dating my high school sweetheart, sweetheart uh-huh. um, who I dated in high school. 
right? We we kind of we broke up while I was in China, came back, we got back together. And uh, you know, this whole time she never formally introduced me to her parents. Oh wow. So, you know, I'm Asian, I'm Chinese. Uh-huh. You know, you know, it's all about, you know, we were raised in a, you know, faith is very important, like pride, manliness, and all that stuff. I mean Yeah. At that moment that was something that hurt me. It hurt me inside. Uh, it's such a small thing, but it's very personal. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt that I was a zero. I was maybe not even zero. I was probably a negative at that time. I have no money in the bank. Don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm doing this real estate thing. And that was my drive at that time. Mm-hmm. Because I thought about that in the car, that hurted me so much mm-hmm. that I'd rather go out and do the job. And basically by door knocking, that pushed me out. So that was the motivation there. Mm-hmm. So as, as, as my business grow, I have different kinds of motivations that kind of drive me, throw me to do certain activities. Mm-hmm. And I never had a really like a big ultimate goal mm-hmm. until, now I'm going to get to that. So about a month, two months ago, I met a friend and we were just talking about that. And she mentioned something about, you know, it took her a while to find the reason for the drive. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a drive, right? What is a big why? And, you know, from that moment, I realized something is that maybe it's not a thing that I wanted to buy or I wanted to own. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go. It's literally just a feel of, you know, we don't want to regret, regretting life mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for me, that's also a biggest thing. Like, I don't want to look back 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, five years down the road and say, no, I could have done that. Mm. I should have done that. But for some reason, I was hesitating. And I didn't do it. Mm. I think that looking at it right now is so real to me. You know, I wanted to do something that I don't regret. If I, I wanted to accomplish something as possible, I will, I will do my best to get it. Mm-hmm. And this way, later on, I look back, I'm proud. I'm proud of what I did. No matter if I did a great job or I failed at it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. But I set out, I proved to myself that I've done it. I love it, man. Did I answer your question? <laughs> very, very well. I mean, I, I love it because I am pretty much the same way. You know, um, I <clears throat> I was trying, I mean, similar to you, like my parents, well, for me, my parents escaped the Vietnam War. So they came over here with nothing. And when I was growing up, we were very limited resources that, you know, I, I was always hungry for more, like some, similar to you, you know? And I know it's funny that you mentioned door knocking as well. Like as a real estate investor myself, like I also door knock. And let me say this, it's very scary. <laughs> it's very scary. Lots of people you don't I know. I you, man. <laughs> but you know what the funny thing is? Like once you door knock on someone's door, and then they open it and you say hi, like it's not that bad anymore. You know? That becomes a habit. That's absolutely right. Yeah. You know, here's here's why I tell other people too, Brian. You're you know, we we share the same same, you know, experiences. Isn't it hard? It's the hardest door to door knock is the first or second door, right? Yeah. Once you go past the second or the third, you can do a fifty to a hundred. People yeah. generally they are very nice. Uh huh. Right? Agreed. Yeah, I mean, once you get past the first one, it just gets easier than, than that, you know? And sometimes these people commend you. They're like, hey, like, it's, it takes a lot of courage to talk to people you don't know. But as long as you Absolutely. use the mentality that, hey, like, it's not that scary and it can be fun, like, 
that's when you're going to be really, really, really successful, you know? And I yeah, think no, guys. Yeah. No, no, no. Before, I just wanted to add one thing. If the listeners out there listening, if you're a female and uh, you're just listening to this and you wanted to copy, I, I, you know, like I said, don't knock in stuff for everyone. And safety is very important. So remember that. Yeah. If people want to invite you in, definitely be cautious on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great tip for our listeners. Hey guys, I guess as we're approaching the end of the show, I want to I want to ask the question: What is your favorite book or podcast that you listen to that really inspired you? Alex, right right now, you know, I think one that's really sticking with me, uh, that's helping me set big goals for myself, uh-huh. right? And and our team follows this greatly. Is uh, right now 10x with from Grant Cardone. Okay, that's a really really good book right now. That uh, that uh, that I'm listening to this for the uh, for the second time. Okay. Right yeah, I'm going back to. I love, I love Uncle G. He, he's really knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. That that one's sticking with me a lot. Yeah, definitely. Ten extra goals. <laughs> what about you, Jason? Well, just you know, I, I I listen to a lot of audiobook. I will say that I'm not a book reader per se, but I do listen to a lot of audiobook. It's just so convenient. Right now, you know, I think for I mean, I have so many books I really like that really inspire me and Tommy give me a lot of wisdom and drive and uh, inspiration uh, for anyone that's looking to become a real estate agent or maybe it's already in the business. Mm-hmm. I, one of the books I think it's I highly, highly recommend is The Millionaire Real Estate Agent by Gary Keller. Uh, he is the CEO and founder of uh, Keller Williams Realty. Uh, that is an awesome book that kind of give you give anyone a, a guideline of what you can accomplish in this business and how to scale the business and how to create a business. That's a really good book. And I mean, right now, one of my favorite favorite books is the Seven Habits of Highly Efficient People. That is. I mean, that, that book, I think I'm on the fourth time reading it right now. Um, there's so much golden nuggets in there. I highly recommend for anyone, not even real estate, just anyone in business uh, has to work with people. This is something that I highly, highly recommend. The Seven Habits of Highly Efficient People. Definitely awesome. I, both of you guys mentioned really good recommendations. I read both of them already, and I, have, I, I absolutely agree. They're really great books. So thank you for that. Pleasure. Awesome. Hey, guys. Awesome. Um, how can our listeners find out more about you and reach out to you? Yeah, so, you know, it's very easy to find us. Uh, you can go on Google and type in my name. Uh, it's, it's a Chinese name. It's not a common name, but I'm going to spell it out for you, everybody, right now. It's D-I-S-E-N, mm-hmm. my first name, C-A-I, my last name. Just type that name in. I don't think there's too many people that have that name. You'll find me. You'll find our team. Um, if you're in the Bay Area and if you're ever looking for any real estate needs, uh, you know, we do a lot of off-market uh, transactions because, you know, we farm a lot. We get a lot of information and the bulk of my business comes from investors and builders. Um, so we have a lot of off-market opportunities, building opportunities, you know, just reach out to us. We'd love to share what we have. And if, if you're a real estate professional and just looking for some guidance, or some questions regarding the industry or tips how to you know be better. If I can help, always reach out. We're always open to share everything with everyone. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate That's what a really big thing within our culture and within our, our brokerage is that we're very you know, come from abundance and we're we're always looking to share. Awesome, man. 
Hey guys, I want to thank you guys both for your time and being the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, well, thank you so much for the time. And uh, like I said, you know, let's stay in touch. And uh, like any listeners out there, share my contacts, share our contacts on your Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're here to help. Awesome. I appreciate you guys. Thank you a lot. Thanks. Thank Brian. you so much. Happy holidays. Happy, Happy holidays, holidays, guys. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Bye-bye.